following program is your wake-up call. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. A.K.A. Liberal Stud. <laughs> Actually, Progressive Stud. You're funny. So, um, underreported news. Um, nice to be with everybody again. We had a little... A little pause. We're a little busy dealing with life. Yeah, uh, we can't keep up with this uh, <laughs> this mercury spill that is politics in Washington. So there was a big rally, 26,000 people here in Queens. Uh, Bernie Sanders is back. He had his heart operation and got stents put in, and he looks better than ever. He was really good in the debate. I thought he was 100% better than the following the debate before that which proves having good health care helps. Uh, and AOC endorsed. But that should have been like the biggest story, all right? Uh, it was covered, but it was not covered the way it should have been because 26,000 people is nothing to sneeze at. Um, the big story turns out that the Democratic Party really wanted to crush and just put an end to Tulsi Gabbard's candidacy. And we all know why. But the history is this. Because people, um, I cannot believe I see people on Facebook and on Twitter that believe the stupid things that they say about Tulsi Gabbard. Because they don't remember history. So the history is the following. Let's go over it again in case there are people that are listening that believe that a woman that's a sitting congresswoman who's on three different committees has the highest security clearance that they could possibly give also served two tours in uh, the Middle East as a medic and is a major who trains other soldiers. Is The Russians are using her as yeah. their uh, third-party uh, candidate. Yeah, she's a Matahari. It's insane, okay? What was that movie that just came out? The Red Sparrow. She was a ballerina. She became a spy. Whatever. That's a movie. So I just wonder, when did the Democratic Party decide that they wanted to get in on the Alex Jones territory? All right, are they next going to tell us that the Martians are here? That there's Martians here and now those are the people taking our jobs? I mean, where are we going? Okay, everything is Russia's fault, right? Your mail's late, 
Got to be Russia. Amazon box didn't get there on time. Russia. My hair color didn't come out good. It's Russia. My dinner, I didn't well, like was, it. There was an episode of Seinfeld once when Jerry Seinfeld was talking about Uncle Leo on TV. He goes, anytime something doesn't go Uncle Leo's way, anti-Semite. Yeah, it just it makes absolutely no sense. So the history is the following, abbreviated. Uh Tulsi Gabbard was really anointed, okay, to be the future of the Democratic Party. There is even an article, I think it was in Rolling Stone, Nancy Pelosi was interviewed, and she was talking about how wonderful she was and how she was the future of the party, because of course, she's a great uh, public uh, figure. She's uh, a soldier. She comes from Hawaii, right? She's very young. She's attractive. She's articulate. So they were grooming her. So she was the vice chair of the DNC, which is a big damn deal. But what happened? WikiLeaks happened. And we found out that what we suspected is the DNC had their thumb on the scale. They're supposed to be neutral for Hillary. And they were stealing the primary from Bernie. Who would have beat Trump? So Tulsi, being she's an honorable woman, said, you know what? I really can't be part of your party anymore. Meaning the DNC party. Yeah, if you're going to pull this kind Right, of not the Democratic Party. And since they were like, we're not sorry, they didn't say anything like that. Debbie Washington Schultz kept going merrily along for oh, quite some time. God, I hate that. Okay, thing. Donna Brazil and the third, uh, the, the third way crowd. So Tulsi, even though people told her not to do it. Okay, Defected. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play clip number one and let's say Tulsi tell the story. People warned me in 2016 that my endorsement of Bernie Sanders would be the end of my quote-unquote political career. They said Clinton will never forget that she and her rich and powerful friends, her allies in politics and in the media will make sure that you are destroyed. Well, there have been countless hit pieces full of smears against me from day one of this campaign. They've tried to destroy my reputation and my lifetime of service because I stood up to them. I've spent over 16 years of my life proudly serving in the Army National Guard. I still serve as a major today. I volunteered to deploy to the Middle East twice. I've served in Congress now for nearly seven years, serving on the Foreign Affairs Committee, the Armed Services Committee, the Homeland Security Committee, and I am not afraid to openly express my love for our country. But if they can falsely portray me as a traitor, then they can do it to anyone. And in fact, that's exactly the message that they want to get across to you. That if you stand up against Hillary and the party power brokers, if you stand up to the rich and powerful elite and the war machine, they will destroy you and discredit your message. But here is the truth. They will not intimidate us. They will not silence us. We are not here just to protest their corruption. I am running for president to take the Democratic Party and our country back from the corrupt elite. I'm running for president to bring about a new Democratic Party and new leadership that will fight for peace, fight for the people and protect our planet. So I want to ask every single one of you to join me in speaking truth to power. Don't be afraid. Let's root out the corruption in our party and our country. Join me to end the war machine stranglehold over our leaders and ensure that our government is truly of the people, by the people, and for the people. So that's, that's you know, basically what happened is she stepped down, they got pissed, and then she took it another step further. She became a surrogate for Bernie Sanders, and then she did the highest profile thing you could do as a surrogate, or a supporter of a candidate, 
she got on the microphone at the convention and put him into nomination. Uh, that was it for her. That was like the, the, the nail in the coffin for her candidacy, right? So they have all the power. They control the media, the Clintons. They control everything and everyone. How many people supported Bernie Sanders when he ran? I've Very been few. Here for years, the Clintons are the worst thing that, that ever, ever happened, happened to, to the Democratic party. party. It's the truth. Ever. And, and Tulsi says that. So. They never, they, they rip GOP, they never go after Jimmy Carter. No. No, no, because people think he was a bad president. They actually made him into actually his history into a bad president. And also because Jimmy Carter's not a corporatist. The Clintons don't go away because they're looking for the money. They're always looking for money and greed. And that's why the Democratic Party became a party of corporations instead of for people. That's what happened with the Democratic Party. They're just a little bit different than the Republican Party. They're, little so they're softer on like the social issues. But economics, they're almost the same, identical. Their donors are the same. Okay, so back to Tulsi. So she wants to run for president. They've been smearing her ever since. The New York Times had articles that were not true. All the things that are published about her are completely false, not she true. Should, she should have known this was coming. No, she knew it was coming. She, knew. she said it. She she, she said it in the clip. She said, I knew this was going to happen. You know why she still did it? Because she has integrity and she's fearless and she's honest. Isn't that somebody we might have, like to have as president or vice president? And let me tell you something. What All a change. Right is that like her, they think that's a ruse because they know... She would slam dunk Trump during the debate. No, but I think they also like so they're her. They're trying to like goad the uh, other side to like turn maybe, against her. Maybe, maybe that might be. They're but doing an end around. Yeah, they could be doing that. But there's another round to the end, and I'm going to explain to you what it is. So she's running. They're saying bad things about her. Then she starts getting traction, and what does she do? She takes out Tim Ryan easily. She takes out Kamala Harris, has never recovered ever. Remember, I'm a front runner. Now she's nothing. Buttigieg is ahead of her. And as a matter of fact, Tulsi's ahead of her in some polls. So she's out. Then they got her out of the third debate, Back right? Back to California to toast some marshmallows in the wildfires. Huh? Oh, Kamala? you're funny. So then they, got, they kept her out of the third debate, even though she had more individual donors than she needed. And I don't see how some of those other people got in, like Amy Klobuchar, for one, and uh, the other one from Texas. What's his name? Beto O'Rourke. Why is he still on this stage? And you, Julian Castro's a nice guy, but he doesn't. The polling? Come on. All right. So she's out of that debate. Well, she comes back and she ends up in the debate that we just had. She got in. She wore her white suit and she came in, right? Now, I didn't think her performance was as good as the previous ones, but she did get an opportunity to go after the media. The media that smeared her the night before. Because her so, performance wasn't as good because they kept veering away from her. Well, that's true. But she they, went after they, Warren the wrong way. Warren on the ropes. And then, they, oh, we have to cut to a commercial. No, you're right. They did do that. But the fact is, is that she did get an opportunity to go after the media that um, is smearing her. So she went, because CNN, right before they came on, Right before the debate came on, CNN said she was a Russian asset. Right before they came on, she came on. 
So people are waiting for the debate and you have this idiot on CNN. There's supposed to be journalists with no facts behind it. Which moron was this? I don't remember the name of the moron. Not important who the moron is. She leveled them. She went after them. She said, this is what, rep- rep- this is, comes from the Post of all places. Representative Tulsi Gabbard went after the hosts of Tuesday's Democratic primary debate, CNN and the New York Times. Because remember, they were the hosts of the debate. The, the New York Times that did a, a smear article. Did you ever read the article? The smear article? Yes. Okay, so that Saturday, before the debate, there was on a Saturday, there was this article full of smears, even smearing people that support her, like Tony and I, that, you know, these really strange, misguided idiots. Good, smear me like peanut butter. Yeah. Um, and that, I love That peanut follow butter. her, because she has a lot of people that support her. Um so she went after them and she said um, that, that, that they smear veterans like herself calling for an end of these regime change wars. Uh, so she, she went after them. She went at the actual host of the debate, which is a big deal. And by the way, she was again the most Googled candidate three times now. People Google her. They want to know who is this woman from Hawaii because she's talking about ending all these wars that are draining our coffers, our money. When then they say at the other side of the mouth, oh, we can't afford this and that. But we afford to be in nine wars. People don't realize that. So anyway, then that she we're paying for. Since she had an exchange with um, with Budigay about war, they were back and forth. I don't think she heard him, but she gave him a run for his money, and I'm sure that made people do that Google search too. So. After that, I think the powers that be were like, we got to shut this mother down, okay? We've done everything we can. We're writing articles. People are seeing stuff, but, you know, she keeps hitting back. People are Googling her. We got to get rid of her. Booty because, check. What, is he the team beat Well, no, Booty Gang should be somebody you want to watch, Tony, because he's the solution to their problem right now, they think, okay? They don't... Uh, let me let me just finish with, with, with the Tulsi situation. So... They don't know what to do with her. They couldn't stop her. She's not afraid of them, right? Obviously, we've got that down. She has a lot of supporters. She's raising money. Somehow she's getting somehow she's getting um, the polling. She at least gets into like the four polls that she's got to get in. So they're like, we got to get her off this debate stage. Like, we got to figure out like which corporatists we're going to have you know, running against Trump so they can lose, so they can continue to get their tax breaks. I mean, I'm totally convinced that that's the way this is going. So they unleash the woman that nobody wants to hear from. The woman that lost to, as Tony would describe it, how would you describe Trump? Who Hillary lost to? He is a game show host. He's a buffoon. He's moron. a moron. Yes. Idiot. Moron. And before that, Doofus. she lost to the skinny black guy with the ears like Yoda. Well, that that's name. true. At least he had better, he could speak better and sound a little well, smarter. I but mean, she did, and that was her heyday. That was at her top of her game. She had a lot of supporters, and people were excited about her, her candidacy. The second time around, people were not excited. she came into the White House, she had a big mouth. No, but... We're talking about when she, she ran a, the first a, a time. A lot of people didn't like her after when she was well, during the election. She was very arrogant. 
She had a big mouth. She rubbed people the wrong way. You're talking about 2016. No, when, when Clinton ran for president. No, no, but she recovered from that because then he wronged her. And there was a women lot liked her. of people that her, didn't like no, her. No, but her peak moment in popularity, she was like the most popular woman in the world, was after she was wronged because stupid women related to her because she was wronged by this guy publicly. That was her height in popularity. And then when she was first secretary of state for some reason. And then after she ran in, what was it, 20... 20 oh. 2008. That was it. That was the height. Those periods of time were the height of her popularity. Okay, when she was here in New York as senator, she was fairly popular. But you know what? This last time around, she ran a terrible campaign. She was a corporatist candidate. And she was everything Trump was talking about. An elite. Not connected to the people. And And what is he? Yes, we're not talking about Trump. We're focusing on Hillary right now. We're not talking about him. He was talking about the elites, and she is the personification of them because she's been in politics forever, and she's not watching our back at all. She's watching her own back. So they decide, let's let the big, we're going to let the big dog out, and that's Hillary. So she has this, she does a podcast. Who even knew Hillary did podcasts? And she's talking to this guy, and she alludes that there's somebody that the Russians are, are grooming. Uh, clip number two. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic (laughs) primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her Mm -hmm. so far. So everybody's saying, oh, how do you know it's Tulsi? It's friggin' obvious. They've been talking about Tulsi being an Assad apologist, a Putin puppet. They've been writing this in things like the New York Times which is why when Trump says fake news, sometimes you got to say to him, yeah, a lot of it is fake because the New York Times is publishing a lot of stuff that's not true. By the way, we don't subscribe to them anymore. Oh, that's true. Because of this situation with Tulsi, that article was the last straw for us because we weren't really happy with them to begin with. Okay, and you stink. You're and we got rid of them. Forever. Too many big words. The print is so <laughs> small that you got to put it under a microscope. Your book reviews, which why I the only reason I went after that paper in the first place, sucks. And since Frank All Rich you left, do is review sucks. books that nobody not only will not read, they cannot even find. Ah. So kiss my boop, You're New York funny. Times. So I called up and I said, why? And they're like, which article? And I said, what exactly is Tulsi Gabbard up to? That was the friggin' title of the article. Like she's up to some devious... You know what she's up to? She's up to telling the truth. She's exposing what the Democratic Party has been doing for the most part, okay, for the past 30 years, which is the reason why we have Trump in the first place. So she does this podcast. She says this crazy stuff, all right? She's being like the Democrats' answer to Alex Jones, okay? Everything is, it's really funny about Hillary, though. She's like you said. What did you say about Hillary? What, that she's a weed? Yes. That doesn't go away. Well, I wish somebody would break out the roundup in this case. Whatever. So Take that. She does this thing. So now, did she think Tulsi was going to say nothing? Like, So Tulsi turns around and she nukes her. And she tweets this. She says, great. Thank you, Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. 
From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. And now we know it was you and always you through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and the war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. So she was like, all right, bring it. Bring it. You know what Hillary reminds me of? You know how many likes it got? 151,000. You remember the movie Alien versus Predator? Yes. When they had the queen frozen underneath the ground in the pyramid? Yes. And the predators, they came down and they like brought her out. They thawed her out and she started laying eggs again so they could hunt the aliens. That's what Hillary Clinton is. Every election cycle, they thaw her out. <laughs> they thaw her out again. Well... She's she, and people and believe she's they're more like gruesome than the and they're like, hey, before. Hillary knows what's up. Somebody on Facebook, I'm like, Hillary knows what's up. Hillary did not take responsibility for that election. That she was a terrible candidate. She lost to the, to Trump for God's sake. Now you have a woman, Tulsi Gabbard. Okay, she doesn't like well, Tulsi. She technically didn't. I mean, if you go by the popular vote, she but that's still not won. how we elect people. But unfortunately, Tony, yeah. she should have beat him. Because he's a lunatic yeah, and a she moron. Buried him. Of course, but she was the wrong candidate. She should have went over him like a tractor. Bernie was the candidate, but the DNC blocked that. And because she's such an arrogant, oh, oh, it has to be about her. She didn't care about the country. She should have grabbed Bernie and said, look, we got to stop this. Yes, save our country. Trump could not have won. Save our country, save our planet. Because the Bernie people would have ran out and voted. Instead of sitting home, because at least he was the vice president. But no, she picks Tim Kaine. Yep. You know, her amigo. He's another corporatist, okay. that's why. Who, because he knows Spanish, she thought she got the Spanish <laughs> No, vote. she picked him because he's exactly like her. They are corporatist Democrats. Another balding weasel. They want to keep the military-industrial complex going. They like these wars. Buttigieg likes these wars. They had a, a, a back and forth about the regime change wars, okay? He, they're, they pumped a lot of money into him. That's why he's going up in Iowa. They Corporate money. The, first of all, they're not even wars. They're occupations using our taxpayer dollars to go and get whatever resources they find over there so they can turn around and pump him into our, into our economy for us to buy. Yeah, but it's not like anything for us. Like originally, where our taxpayer money is how you got it out of there originally. Yes, nothing's for it's us. It's like these publicly funded stadiums that our taxpayer dollars, Yankee Stadium, City Field, all these other retro parks they build, and then when they're done building them, we can't even afford to get into them. Yes, you're right. So... There's been a back and forth, a tweet storm, okay? Now, Hillary's not responding back to her, but Tulsi is getting it all off her chest about the corporatist Democrats, about the military-industrial complex, about, you know, that she's a warmonger, and I love it, okay? Now, there's going to be people that are like, oh, Hillary, how could she say that about Hillary and stupid people? But you know what? There's a whole bunch of people, millions of people that did not go out to vote, 
because they couldn't vote for Hillary and they were Democrats could, and they didn't vote for Trump. Isn't it amazing? I doubt that they're constantly uh, getting to the primaries. All of a sudden, Hillary Clinton pops up again. because they can't control Tulsi. They can, now think about it. Why do they have to do this? She's at two or three percent because they don't want her to grow. If she keeps getting onto that debate stage, because they know that their candidates really suck. So this is our choices. What are we? What's going on now? Because you you were just saying something about Bernie. So they don't want Bernie. Bernie wants all the things they don't want. Okay, it's not their agenda. Their agenda is their donor. So they don't want free college. They don't want to excuse student loan debt. They don't want Medicare for all. They don't want any of those things. What does strength in Obamacare mean? That, that the lines they come up with, some of them are Republican talking points that they come up with. When they say you're going to throw 180 million people off their health insurance. What? The health insurance that we told And according to uh, Business Weekly, 350 million jobs will be automated within the next decade. And that's another problem. And the Democrats aren't worried about that because they don't care because they have their jobs, their public official jobs. So they Actually, definitely. I'm wrong. It wasn't Business Weekly. It was the movie American Factory on Netflix. Oh, the, the movie you talked about the last show. Fifty million. So they don't want Bernie. Clearly, okay. They don't want any of that stuff that would help all of us. Elizabeth Warren. They're not too sure about her. <clears throat> She's also still a Republican, folks. She used to be. But remember, the Democratic Party moved where the Republican Party used to be, and the Republicans became bat s crazy. So she's really still in the same place, only the Democrats and Republicans moved. Get it? You got to really look at Elizabeth Warren. We're going to look at her a little later in the show. So there's that. So they're really not sold on Warren either. Kamala's done because she took care of that, Tulsi. She nuked her. So who's left? Biden, sorry, he's not the guy. He's going down. His numbers keep going lower. He's not going to be the guy. And Trump will eat him up. I don't even know if they care about winning either the Democrats, to be perfectly honest. I think they like having Trump as their nemesis. And that they like the tax cuts. They're rich donors. So who's left? They're looking at Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar because both of them will continue exactly what we have now. Amy Klobuchar. The same thing. They'll cut Social Security. They'll cut Medicare. They'll cut Medicaid. They won't make any big changes. They'll just nibble around the edges exactly the way they like it. Not really, but, you know, they'll look normal and we won't have crazy things and they'll hide the things that they're doing that are bad and they won't talk about all the wars that we're in and we'll all go back to living our lives instead of being freaked out by this Oh, um, no, I'll be freaked out. This lunatic that's running the country right now. So that's what they're looking at. So they picked Mayor Pete more over Klobuchar. I'm not sure why, but they're giving him a spin. So he got a lot of corporate donations. He does not have a lot of individual donors, but they pumped a lot of money in Iowa to push his numbers up. So when you see polls from Iowa, that's why he bombarded the airwaves and, and social media with advertising and they're really pushing pushing him to see if he can float that's why hillary's coming out of the shadows because the party isn't able to put a moderate there to run against trump that the people will rally around you know why because even people that don't think they're progressive or liberal actually are they want all those things that bernie wants that's why warren has a lot of support because for some reason, the people that are moderate or just regular garden variety Democrats can warm to her over Bernie. I don't know why that is, but I think that the, 
The best. Oh, Elizabeth Warren is a shrew. Yeah, she's also not. She waves she's her arms. She's not honest. She changes she waves her mind her arms a lot. Arms around she, like she looks like a sea, an albatross stuck in a tar pit. No, she's a flip flopper. She's a flip flopper. We've seen it time and time again. We're going to talk about her in a little bit. So, I think that the ideal thing would be if Bernie ran with Tulsi, and you'd want to know why she'd go into those purple states. And she would win them over. First of all, she doesn't like Hillary. So they love that, right? They love it. They, the people that are Republicans hate Hillary. Okay, so there's that. Or there's a lot of Democrats that don't like her. We don't like her. And also, she's a soldier. And a lot of those states, that's what their kids are doing. They're in the military because there's no other prospects for work. So she can relate to them. Um, and she's young. So she's running with Bernie and people are concerned about his health. Well, she's 38. She's freaking healthy. So it's kind of a backup plan, you know, just in case, God forbid, something happens to Bernie. I think it's such a great balance. And Bernie doesn't have to do any of the dirty work against the Democratic Party because she's already doing it. The elites. She can rail about the elites. And while Bernie stands there and he's like, you know, the diplomat. Right. And he, they keep everybody happy. That's their fear. They don't want this team. I think they know that these two can beat anyone. They cannot find a candidate to put against Trump that's going to have the support of everyone or nearly everyone. It's worse than Hillary, I think, right now. So they take her out of the, the, the whatever, her coffin, and they stick her on this podcast. Now it sounds like, listen to this. This was from, I think, the New Republic. So the Republicans are talking about this. Longtime Hillary Clinton advisor Philip Rehn said Wednesday that Hillary Clinton has not ruled out, you might need a drink after this, running in 2020 and would consider doing so if she had the best odds of beating Trump. How does she figure? She already knows she lost to him. What's changed? What, is she going to actually go and visit those states that yeah, she missed right, the best right. time around? If she thought she had the best Holy odds of beating shit. Trump, I think I know, she would me. do it, he I said. Know it. Didn't I say it? I said, watch she pop up again? She told, she, the, he, this guy was on Tucker Carlson's she show. She pops up more than a stale Pop-Tart pop in a defective toaster. Rain's remarks after, day after the New York Times reported that the establishment Democratic donors have been discussing what a late presidential bid by Hillary Clinton would mean for the 2020 race. So the people with money are getting nervous, right? They want someone that's going to keep their gravy train going, right? They want to keep the wars. They want to keep getting their money, their tax cuts, right? They don't want to have a progressive. And they see the progressive message is the winning message. They're like, okay, who yeah, could... Because basically, bottom line, the progressives would cost them too much. No, the progressive would allow them to actually pay. That's what I mean. Oh, they'd actually have to pay their fair That's share. That's right. God forbid. Like Jeff Bezos, who pays no federal taxes at all. Well, um, Jeff Bezos, I think, sleeps uh, uh, hanging upside he down. He might, but he doesn't pay any taxes at all. And as a matter of fact, um, Amazon, this is just a short thing, abruptly canceled its contracts with three major delivery firms, a move that would put 2,000 people out of work because... People are running people over. The drivers for Amazon are running people over and killing them sometimes because they have such strict schedules because God forbid you don't get your package the next day. They don't take breaks to eat and they pee in cups because they can't stop this to go to the bathroom. Like, remember Death Race 2000? 
death Remember race Amazon delivery. They were running people over for points. <laughs> it's insane. Like uh, I didn't get my you know little trinket today, so uh, you want to see our lobby today? What it looked like? Yeah, I know the boxes were huge. You could put I'm people like, in those Wendy, boxes. You're, si you're right. You're signing them in, and I gotta cart them away when the people open them. It's, it's God forbid me. they break the boxes down the way they're supposed to. Well, nobody does that. They have too many boxes to break up. That's the problem. So they 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 have a problem. The Democrats they want to run a moderate. There's not excitement for moderation. Moderation oh, is the please. reason why did Trump you, won. Did you mean Klobuchar on a debate oh, stage? He would eat her alive. Elizabeth Warren would eat her alive. Kamala alive. Do you see how Tulsi is? She nukes. She nuked Hillary. Can you believe that? They're back in Tulsi. They, they want Tulsi now. Because I'm telling you, they're trying to turn the Tulsi supporters against her by saying, see, we like her too. Oh, you mean the Republicans? Yeah, I'm telling you, they're doing an end around. Yeah, people get they, nervous about Trump that. Trump not. I remember I got nervous. I was like, wait a minute. I'm falling for this shit. I was like, now nah, stop. So no. I smacked myself Yeah, in the she's face. a good nah. candidate. She's a she's a veteran so for God's I say, sake. Trump is sweating bullets that he's got to have to face her nose to nose. Yep. Because she will destroy him. She will destroy him, and she's also a soldier. If he's rude to her, she's a friggin' soldier, active duty. She's probably already uh, brushing up on her bone spur jokes. <laughs> oh yeah, she'll make. She will be angry at him because he shirked his responsibility for service, and she volunteered to go. The war that they all voted for and was a lie, she went and risked her life. So you think she's afraid of these people? I like that. Tony always says, what do you say about her? You keep forgetting everything you say today. I say a whole, I shovel a lot of What do you call food. her? The Ellen Ripley of the election cycle. That's right, the character from Aliens. So I know how Tony's got something to say about Elizabeth Warren. We're just going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to have some, many, some more stories, progressive news. You are listening to the Progressive Union, fierce, factual, and always fun, delivered independent of corporate influence.
Progressive Union, we are back. I am your host, Doreen DiLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Progressive U on Twitter. Thank you, dearest. What do you got, hon? Do we have to switch microphones? If you want. You want to be, like, louder than a growly bear? Pilot to tower, pilot to tower. All right. <laughs> oh, every day I turn on the news and the talking heads, the chuckle patch... What did Trump mean by this? What did Trump mean by that? I'm so tired of this. He goes to a rally. He wants 16 more years. He demands 16 more years. Where did he say that? Where was he? At a rally in Pittsburgh. I don't keep track of the rallies. Then the people, the police in Ireland get a $100,000 bill for food after they protected him at his own golf course. Oh, that's disgusting. Are you kidding? They don't get fed? No. Oh, my God. I told you. Then he thinks that the wall is going to go through Colorado because in his feeble brain, he thinks Colorado is a border state. It's very bad with geography. Remember we had the the hurricane? I'm a builder. I built it here. I built it there. He doesn't even know Colorado is not a border state. I know. I know. And then you (laughs) got a major league umpire, Rob Drake who is a member of Calling for Christ, a religious organization among MLB empires. Oh, this will be bad. Okay. Tweeting that he's going to buy an AR-15 if Trump is impeached. My president. If he's impeached? Yeah. That's like the little Yoda, Caleb. Hey, this is my hospital. So was there like a visit to his house? There should have been. There should be a visit. They're checking into it now. Because remember, everybody that's on the committee. Oh, Trump will love it. He probably already invited them to the White House. Oh, my God. Here, have a couple of Big Macs while you're here. <laughs> all that junk food he bought for all those, the kids, the the winners of whatever yeah. it was. Uh, whatever and he didn't even teams. have the class enough to take it out of the containers. No, he put them on like silver trays and the they, containers. They said the players were looking at it like, yeah, they go out and buy like nice clothes to wear and stuff. It's a big deal. Where's the steak? Where's the booze? Right. They're like, mamas are saying, get a suit, hun, you know, and get ready. You're going to see the president. And you see like there's like White Castle there on a silver tray. Oh, well, let's get back to Democratic frontrunner. Who is the frontrunner now? Elizabeth Warren? She's sort of the frontrunner. It depends on which polls you look at. By She and Biden are back and forth. Bernie's still in there. Sometimes there's a three-way tie. That's where they get nervous. They get nervous. Now, my wife before said that uh, Elizabeth Warren is a flip-flopper. She's a flip-flopper. Yeah, she flip-flops more than some porn star that, you know, they roll (laughs) around in the mattress. All right, let me get this shot. (laughs) Elizabeth Warren has proposed outlawing foreign governments from hiring lobbyists if elected. She's pledged to tax excessive lobbying at a rate high as 75%. And in a speech in New York last month, she described lobbying as an industry whose sole purpose is to undermine democracy and tilt every decision in favor of those who can pay. Excuse me. Even in the Democratic presidential field in which most candidates have sworn off contributions from lobbyists, Warren's hostility to K Street still stands out. But while Warren's campaign rhetoric has made the influence industry nervous, Many lobbyists who've worked with the Massachusetts Senator's office say she's far from antagonistic when it comes to doing business with K Street. Say, I knew it. 
Six lobbyists who interacted with her office said they never had trouble getting meetings with her. Several of them said that while they would be reluctant to bring corporate clients to meet with Warren's leading progressive rival, Senator Bernie Sanders. Please throw them out. <laughs> okay. They'd have no qualms about having them sit down with Warren. See? One of them is Camden Fine. The former head of the independent... Where do they come up with these names? The former head of the Independent Community Bankers of America who worked closely with Warren for years. It's not like she hates lobbyists. That's just how she operates. See? Because she's still a Republican at heart. Okay, here's something that everybody should know. When Warren was fighting to set up the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in 2009... She helped persuade Fine's trade group to not oppose the creation of the agency. She signed off on a deal that Representative Barney Frank, the chairman of the House Financial Services Committee at the time, struck with Fine that let community banks avoid being examined by the new agency. So already the fix. And Barney Frank was involved with this. Yeah, Barney Frank also. Very soft. Only the fringes. They, they, they uh, move around the edges. You know who I'm going to vote for? I really like that uh, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm really, you know, someday I got to, you know, uh, take him out for a drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's always out there with that voice of his. You're doing really well. You're working on him, huh? No, I just remember how he you sounds. Got, yeah, he's always on Bill Maher. Bill Maher always invites him. That should tell you something. As a senior senator from Massachusetts, Senator Warren and her staff are respectful to plenty of people she disagrees with, but there was no one fighting harder to break the stranglehold of big money on Washington than Senator Warren, but this is her office saying this. Right. That's their talking points. Their spiel about her. Rich Gold, a longtime Democratic lobbyist and former Senate aide who worked with Warren's office in the past, said, I actually think she's more pragmatic than she gets credit for. Uh-oh. That word pragmatic. Pragmatic. Warren has also been accessible to at least some companies based in Massachusetts. She held a previously unreported town hall at Fidelity Investments Boston offices last year, answering questions from around 300 employees about financial regulation and other matters. Well, that's all right, because that's her thing. That's her thing. That's the thing that she's famous for. Now, they for. say here she's not a reliable vote for corporate America priorities, but she's refrained from being antagonistic as she could be, according to lobbyists who work with her office. Well, can I just say one thing? Yeah. So she keeps saying that she doesn't. she's not taking corporate money in this uh, primary election. But that's not true because she took her Senate campaign money, right, that she has left over, a lot of money she had, and she rolled it over into her presidential 2020 campaign. There's all kinds of corporate money swimming around in there because she didn't make that pledge when she ran for her seat that she holds right now. So that's not honest. It's not honest. Right, she shouldn't be using that One money. of the Senate staffers said, it was hard to get to see the Obama people, he said. It will be 10 times harder to deal with her. Yeah. But lobbyists for one Massachusetts-based company met with Warren's staff in 2015 when they feared she might put a hold on a bill the company wanted to pass. Now, according to one of the lobbyists who described the meeting on condition of anonymity, Warren voted against the bill, 
but she didn't put a hold on it, allowing it to pass. Oh, she could have blocked it. She gave it the swerve. Yeah, she does that a lot. She does that a lot. She did it with Ben Carson. You know, you always say, how did she vote for Ben Carson? So she did vote for Ben Carson. And then her staff was like, what the hell are you doing voting for Ben Carson? So on the second round of voting, she didn't vote for him. It said nearly 50% of registered voters back her tax plan to tax companies that spend more than 500000 a year on lobbying, while only 23% oppose it according to a political uh, poll conducted earlier this month. Her proposed bans on lobbyists representing foreign governments, writing checks to candidates, and hosting fundraisers for candidates are also popular. But there was something else that they said here that she... Uh, hmm. Oh, here it is. The First Amendment guarantees the right to petition the government for redress of grievances, and it's unclear whether the Supreme Court would uphold Warren's proposals if they were passed into law. So a lot of them are not even worried about her. No. They'll go right around her. No, they're not worried. They're not. Because as I tried to tell you, like, for example, okay, the, the, the thing that um, Tulsi didn't go after her on, and I remember sending her messages on Instagram. I didn't know if she saw it, but... I was like, you've got to go after Warren on her voting record for more money than he even wanted Trump for the military. She voted every time for him to get more money. It says here, several lobbyists said they weren't especially worried about Elizabeth Warren's proposals because she's unlikely to get them through Congress even if she becomes president. So... So that's the truth. That, those are facts. Those are facts. That's not making up stories like we have the New York Times and CNN. That's facts, okay? She flip-flops a lot, okay? She talked about being uh, Indian heritage, okay? We know that that's baloney. It's not true, all right? Well, you know people say things and, you know. But you know what? She could have said knows? that. She could have said, my mother told me that. Maybe it's not true, right? But she didn't do it. She defended it. She defended it. She said stupid DNA test or whatever she did. She made it worse, okay? Now she's got another thing. So she tells a story that she got fired from a teaching job in 1971 because she was pregnant, okay? Which actually... Oh. Which actually happened to a lot of women, okay? It's not that it didn't happen to women, and it still happens even though it's illegal, that women lose jobs for reasons like that. But it did not happen to her. And how do we know that didn't happen to her? And that she makes up this story which has different... Now she tells it in a little different way because she forgot about the little thing called YouTube, Google. So there is a Google, there is a YouTube clip that shows her talking about this. And this was like in 2007. So she says, I worked in the public school system with children with disabilities. I did that for a year, and then that summer, I didn't have the education courses, so I was on the emergency certificate, as it was called. This was in 2007. I went back to graduate school, took some courses in education, and said, I don't think this is going to work out for me. I was pregnant with my first baby, so I had a baby and stayed home for a couple of years. That is what she said in 2007. 
Now she makes up this whole story about she was shown the door because she was pregnant by her employer. Do you think that, you know, when she was getting... The, when her so husband, this is from her own mouth. Do you think that when her husband was given to the business that night when they were conceiving, <laughs> that she kind of flapped her arms around when she reached climax, if oh, she even did? I don't stop. think women reached climax back Tony. then. Tony! <laughs> but she didn't they tell were, the... They weren't allowed. She's not telling the truth. And there is a YouTube clip of this. So... You know, there's so many reasons that that there's so many things there that Trump can go after, okay? She if you're going to go after a guy who's a liar, okay? We know Trump's a liar. We're not debating Trump right now. But he's a liar. He lies every minute of the day. You know what the problem is? You can't is? if you're even, a liar. Even if he did catch on lies. I'm having a sip She's not nasty enough to go after him. She gets frazzled right away. Uh, uh, uh. No, but she can't defend herself. She's going to look like the victim of a mugging. But she can't defend herself because she lied. And I'm sure there's more lies out there. And he already knows what those lies are because his people, the nasty people that helped Donald Trump, they have them already. They have the YouTube clips and they have the facts. They're going to eat her alive because you can't go after a guy and say he's a liar if you're a liar too. And it's stupid stuff to lie about. Like, why even lie about that? You were a teacher... You stepped aside for a while to have a baby. Why, why not just tell that story? She had to elaborate it and make up this ridiculous story like a lot of other people do in the media and politics. So how is she different? She's not different. She makes up stories. That's just one. So she's a flawed candidate. And like I said, she's a Republican still. The party's just shifted. It's like it was an earthquake, right? And the ground moved. So the Democrats went where the Republicans were, and the Republicans went off the cliff because their guy is Trump. So now their person is Hillary. That's where we are. And that's why people are looking at Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard. If she pops up again and she gets the nomination again, I'm not even showing up at the polls. I can't believe that that would happen. I will go nuts. Tony, I don't, I, there's just no way. I will not even vote in this election. I cannot deal with no, this. No, I don't think so. If they put her as a nominee, first of all, I don't think it's going to happen or it could happen. If they put her, then they really want Trump to continue to be president. They do. Because from where I sit, I'm like, you think you're going to win with a, a, a corporatist moderate? That's how you lost the first time. That's how you lost four years ago or three and a half years ago, whatever. So you're going to run the same type of candidate, maybe not as hated because Hillary was definitely hated, but you're going to, somebody boring, has no message. Like, listen, what's Amy Klobuchar's message? Nothing. I, no I work with Republicans. I get things done. I Who cares? No she has no, I'm asking you, what's her message? Nothing. Cause she has no message. Buttigieg, he doesn't have a message. I was in the military and I'm gay. Like that's his message. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what his message is. Um, they don't have a message. Nothing. Whether you like Bernie's message or not, he has one. It's been the same message his whole life. Tulsi's got a message, right? She talks about the wars and how we waste money. We could use it for our people. Every time they tell you they have no money, we have a lot of money. It's all wasted. And by the way, they're still bailing out the banks. We talked about this story three shows ago. It's still going on through November 4th, I think. I'm, I don't know if the Fed's going to extend it, but they're printing money and the banks don't have enough money to cover their ass. So 
anything can happen. I think this is a time bomb. You know, the pin just hasn't been pulled out Where's yet. The bottle? You're funny. Where's the marijuana? The marijuana. We might, we might, we might need both of those soon. So, giddy up, folks. Let's see what happens next. Uh, I love this Tulsi Hillary uh, matchup. I kind of like this, but she's not hitting Tulsi back now. And I don't think Tulsi's really hurt that much by it, to be honest with you. She's still raising money and she still has supporters. And I'm telling you, Hillary's not a popular person. So there's a lot of people, like I said, that didn't vote because they were Democrats and just couldn't vote for Hillary. So I don't think those she people. Pops up again. I'm telling. If I see it's not happening. Ballot, I'm out of there. She's. I'm not even I, I don't think vote. it's going to happen. But I. I, can't stand I think anymore. she was literally brought out to put out to, to put out the the Tulsi fire, and she actually made Tulsi stronger. She did. She got her on TV. She was on CBS News, ABC. She was all over the place, doing her dignified defense. Right. Twitter. Now she's people are sharing and liking all her Twitter, you know, posts because she's talking about Hillary in a way that a lot of people feel that she is like that. She is a warmonger. I don't think she ever saw a war that she didn't like. And she's she voted for the Iraq war. She voted for it. And by the way, a lot of people doesn't have to fight in it. That's right. Another thing a lot of people don't know. And I mentioned this to Tony before we went on and just Google this and kind of put this in your head after you listen is that Tulsi Gabbard went to Syria with Dennis Kucinich. And if you don't know who Dennis Kucinich is, that's a shame. He was a congressman from Ohio. He ran for president several times. He is a true progressive, and he's a peace uh, candidate. He was always talking about peace. So obviously they became friends. And if he likes Tulsi, that's a very good branding for her. That, that's a, an endorsement. So he traveled there with her. Because they were very concerned about what was going on in Syria and probably they were challenging or questioning some of the intelligence that they were seeing. Because remember, she's seeing intelligence because she's on those committees. So they went together. They never mentioned that she went with Dennis Kucinich. You know why? Then they'd be forced to say he was a Russian bot. And anyone that knows Dennis Kucinich would know that that is not true. It's so ridiculous. This is ridiculous as Hillary saying, oh, well, I don't know if Jill Stein's going to give up, you know, being the Putin puppet. Hillary, I'll leave you with this. Jill Stein's not running for president. She's not running under the Green Party. You have to start paying attention. If you're going to like hit blows to people, have some facts. Anyway, that's our show for tonight. We had fun being with you. Hey, Pete, this is Barney. Don't forget to call me later. <laughs> See ya.